0: You're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. And we are back. So let's continue talking about our evolutionary path, and what it all really means. And last episode, we spoke about close relationships and what they are teaching us about our own evolutionary path. And what we determined is that we need to stop expecting or compelling people to conform to our ways. Instead, we can focus on changing ourselves and how we respond to things. And as Gandhi so eloquently put it, be the change that you wish
1: to see in the world. I have a funny story. I have a north node in Aquarius in the seventh house, which is the house of what we call relationships, right? The house of Libra. And that means my north node, I mean, my south node is in Leo in the first house. And so I just recently got a book that is uh, Jan Spiller. She did a book called uh, Astrology for the Soul. Oh, wow. It's an older book. And somebody gave it to me and I started reading it. And it's like whole, you know, I'm like, holy shit, (laughs) you know, like this is why I do this, you know? So apparently, um, our little North node Aquarius people are supposed to stop wanting things our way (laughs) from the Leo (laughs) perspective and, and stop worrying about the personal relationship And figure out how can we show up and bring something to others, bring something specifically to the collective, right? Oh, I love that. And when we stop worrying about what I want, right? Because I, you know, if I want somebody, I love them and I, I love them tremendously and I want them, it's really hard for me to accept when that relationship ends That's my south node in Leo, right? That north node in Aquarius is actually saying, if you just let it go, you'll get what you want when you start focusing on the collective, when you start focusing on what you're really here to do. We kind of had this conversation
0: today that we can't force anything and we have to let it come to us.
1: Yeah, the feminine. Well, because so many of us became overly masculine in our energy, yeah. you know, and I'm talking divine feminine and divine masculine energy. I'm not talking genders here. And we kind of got in this place of pushing outward and creating and wanting, 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 right. You yeah. know, and going after things very masculine. And really we forgot that one of the beautiful things about feminine energy is sitting and attracting what you want to you, being receptive, knowing that you're worthy and what you want will come to you. Right. It's attraction, not promotion. And how do you attract? By just being you. Like, Mm. that's the beauty of the Aquarius, right? When we talk about Pluto now going into Aquarius and soon it'll be in there for 20 years or so. What does that mean? That means that we're going to have this opportunity to show up authentically. We're going to be asked to stop wearing masks and show up. And and how better to attract that which that that you want is by being who you are, just being yourself and radiating who you are, your uniqueness. Right. And then what you want, what is good for you will come to you.
0: I was just telling Jessica that when well, we had this conversation about relationships and I was like, yeah, yeah it's you easy can't... to say it. Right. Yeah, well, it's I'm, so I'm easy I'm to say it. I'm actually doing it. I, yeah. I, I used to be the opposite. I used to always search for partners and I was unhappy if I didn't have one and I was always in and out in relationships. And it's the first time in my life it actually came with my sobriety. I decided to do everything the opposite way, you know, yeah. uh, like just flip the switch. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not searching. I'm not looking for a partner, just living life on my terms. And I really, truly believe in my hearts of hearts that I will attract the right person because I've been attracting the right friends and I've been attracting all the right things for me. Yeah. I even thought about it um, yesterday. Like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Yeah. Everything I want, I have right now. And so I don't have to worry about whether I'm financially set or if I'm in a relationship or, you know. Because it's just, my life is full and it's wonderful. I have the right friends. I live in a great place. I, it's just all those things that I always wanted, you know? And I really feel that I will eventually attract the right person for me
1: and I don't have to look for it. But it's, you know? it, yeah, and, it, and it's important to know, like, like for in my example... And I'll put myself out there and be more vulnerable, and you know because okay. it's easy to ask other people to do that. But I, I did a lot of work. I healed a lot of my relationship issues, and I did really well. But for about five years, I just avoided relationship right so it's easy to be healed if I'm avoiding relationships right. right yeah and here I have a north node in the seventh house that's saying your new mode of operation is getting out there in relationship to other people whether it's friends partners in work you know romance whatever and I just mm-hmm. avoided so then, I had an opportunity recently. I fell madly in love with somebody. We have amazing energy together, but there's just a lot of external things that interfered, right? And it was really hard. It was really hard, and I've struggled with it. Um, and I have to constantly step back, and I'll do really well for a while, and then I'll have days where it's absolutely Maybe that's horrible. That's also karma energy, yeah. you know, from well, the past. It's, it it's could about... be karma, but it's not a karmic Relationship. Right. It's there's a difference. You can have karma so, with somebody okay. and it's not necessarily a karmic relationship. Okay, it what's be the difference? More, it could be more you just have some karma, but you you're still soulmates. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Okay. You're still you're still part of like a soul family. You're supposed to come together to do and accomplish certain things together, right? Where a karmic situation is a little different. Uh, something that's truly a karmic relationship. Well, how, do you, how can it's you like tell? Once you get through the karma, there's no even desire for the other person. You just you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that could be even with friendships, yeah, right? It, absolutely. So how do you know if it's a karmic relationship? Typically, once that you you've resolved whatever the, that issue is with them, and they what reso- if you didn't? What if it well just- then it'll keep coming around. But typically, a karmic relationship. I mean, unless you're really not working something out, that would mean you're probably part of the same soul family and you're, you know, if you could resolve your issues, you'd probably have a healthy, pretty healthy relationship or the motivations behind the relationship tell you a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So if you really genuinely care about each other and you really genuinely want what's best for each other, right? And you feel that energy when you're with that person, that keys you in that it's most likely not karma, right? When it's a karmic relationship, typically there's not necessarily that desire to really lift the other person up, right? Or for them to really lift you up. You see what I'm saying? It's more about a lesson. It is about, or, or really balancing something that happened
2: previously. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally yeah. makes sense. Um, cause I want a reading by the way <laughs> <laughs> I one from uh, a numerologist. I've been back and uh, seen her twice this year so far, but I've always been told communication mm. is is mine. Yeah, kind of ironically, I knew I came to this intrinsically, you know, this lifetime with learning to love and loving to learn. And uh, Rachel and I were just talking earlier because we were talking relationships, whether it's good or it's bad, this, that, and the other. And she was like, "And you just did this." Well, I had sent a text message to somebody last month acknowledging this gift card they got me for Christmas. And um, in my head, you know, that gift card, it was like 50 bucks for this, blah, blah, blah. You know, no big deal. I already knew it in advance. When I get there, and it's like three times the amount. So here it is five months later, and I just knew I had to text the person, and because we weren't really on speaking terms, right? And be like, "Thank you so much for that gift. It was very generous." And I let go of any expectations outside right. of that, because my lesson is communication, right? Right, <laughs> to you know, tell a, people, to yes. tell people
1: how you feel, how, how I yeah. feel, how
2: how I see them. Acknowledge their generosity, their gifts, their being, their truth. Um, and then also on the flip side of that, my assumptions, you know and it should have been communication straight from the very beginning or else I wouldn't have had to gone through that right lesson.
1: exactly yeah. exactly. yeah so so basically the like my example I was talking about my the relationship I had been have been dealing with, the underlying like, thing there is even though we've had difficulties, there's always this love and mutual respect. And at the end of the day, we both want what's best for each other. So that keys you in that it's not just karmic, right? That you wouldn't have that if it was just karmic. I
0: still don't understand what karmic is completely, you know?
1: Well, when we say karmic in this way, we're talking about relationships, the types of relationships that we get. A karmic relationship is really Come in, teach you a lesson, and get out. Right? Or come in and balance something that happened between. So it doesn't necessarily last long. It lasts for a a short amount of time. However long it takes for you, yeah, to get through that. that lesson. But it's not necessarily, you know, that deep. Um, concern, consideration, respect, appreciation, love that you feel like some people, you may have a difficult relationship with them, but there's always this understanding that you truly care about each other, right? There's always that underlying energy. You may have difficulties because you have some difficult aspects in your charts together, right? But you genuinely care about each other. At the end of the day, you want what's best for each other, right? That clues you in that it's more of a soul family soulmate type relationship right and a karmic is more about a lesson yeah it's more like a specific lesson okay we're done here i'm out (laughs) drop
0: the mic (laughs) i always said people had a
1: stamp on their forehead with an expiration date on it you know you're like okay i got what i needed from you i'm out of here yeah or they got
0: what they needed from you hey but it could go past the expiration date Do you remember in the beginning of the podcast, we said, we know what's right for us, intuitively. Thing is, though, you pick the the wrong partner or pick the wrong friend,
1: and then it brings a lot of chaos into our lives. There's nothing we learn out of it. There's other things, but there's other things at play when we talk about relationships, right? And what is that? There's attachment styles, You know, I come from a really difficult childhood where I was abandoned and neglected. Um, So I I tend toward an anxious attachment style, which I have to be very aware of, and I have to know, right? So if I get really attached to somebody, really care about somebody, and they start pulling away, that feels like abandonment, right? Yeah. And then you get people who are avoidant attachment style. Avoidant attachment style is... I'm going to avoid relationship at all costs. Of oh. course, I'll come in when I absolutely need something, but I'm out of here, right? And then you'll have mixed. You'll have people who have healthy attachment because they're rel- You know, they haven't necessarily had. You know, maybe they had a pretty healthy childhood. That was they had good examples with their parents and their it was their family, more stability, and so they learned how to have healthy attachments with others. I'm not going to die if you leave, right? On an intellectual level, I may know this as an anxious attachment style person, but the feelings that come up feel as though your life is going to end, right? Your survival is literally at stake. And then you'll have people who have, unfortunately, a mixture, which is called a fear avoidant. Attachment style, and this can be really difficult because they have this on. They have this desire for connection, like an anxious person, and they'll come in wanting to be in relationship. And then, as soon as they have it, they become scared of entrapment, and they want to run. So Mm. that's like really hard to navigate, you know. So and so that's coming more into the psychology, right? In the you know being able to know being honest with yourself. Like how do I attach to people? How do I show up in relationship? Right. And then, is it healthy? Am I expecting too much? So why are we sometimes not
0: realizing that? And that's where codependency comes in. Yeah. A lot of people are stuck in certain situations. Where they're codependent. They don't want to, you know, don't want to be alone. So they settle. And I mean, that, that's classic. It happens to so many people. Again, walking against the current, it may not even be karmic or your karma family, you know, so you have to possibly maybe your lesson is to learn to let go.
1: Yeah, your lesson you know? is to learn to let go, but also uh, for some of us, it's uh, internal... Su- sorry, internal emotional security, right? That my emotional security comes from within myself, ah, right? This there is a huge, is. there this, it is. This is a huge lesson for a lot of people, particularly if you have a cancer signature, you know, cancer moon, cancer Oof, sun, they're very cancer sensitive. rising, right? <laughs> very sensitive. Well, the lesson of cancer is emotional security from within, right? Emotional self-sufficiency. Yeah. Right? You just In answered that my question. That, yeah.
0: that means a lot. Even though it's not a good fit, you're trying to get something out of it. That- well, because yeah, your ahead.
1: sense of security, emotional security, is tied to something outside of yourself. Okay. So you're expecting to get that need met okay. from outside of yourself. And the universe is telling you. You've got to learn how to give it to yourself. That's so true. I was just talking to you about it. We can't get it from anyone else. Most lessons are about you have to do
0: it for yourself. My whole life, I was always searching for my happiness and validation in other people, not just men, just just in general. My family, oh, it was awful. And it was it was painful. It was really yeah. painful to try to find my, my joy and my identity in others. And I finally figured it out at 50 years old. I went, shit, why I'm so happy? Happy today. I was able to give all those things that were missing uh, to myself. You know, I didn't need anyone else. And then once I figured that out, that's when that shift happened.
1: Yeah, when you validated yourself. Boom, chakalaka boom. Yeah, as Deepak Chopra would say, self-referral.
0: Yeah! Now we're talking. (laughs)
1: Annie, thank you so much for coming, You're and
0: welcome. Jessica, you too. I love when the show two of my this favorite was people. awesome, and we're going to continue the discussion outside the podcast. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to we're going to come back. We got to do another one, that's for sure. Okay, thanks.
1: We do have a donation button. Um, if you feel empowered if you feel the love and you want to contribute and help us to keep this podcast going there's a contribution button on flying-sober.com whatever you want to give it's greatly appreciated
0: and with that said stay healthy stay safe till the next time we connect and remember to check out our recovery resources at flying-sober.com